Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour Online radio broadcast With your on-air host Christopher Albert He is going to amaze you Surprise you Or sadly underwhelm you That's for you to decide In the meantime Stay tuned. It's the Junk and Jam Hour with Christopher Albert. As heard only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Which means it's Monday. And some of you are still white girl wasted. I guess you can be black girl wasted too. But that sounds racist. So we'll just say white girl wasted. Yeah. White girl wasted. Right here on the Junk and Jam Hour. Yay! Happy Monday, everyone. You are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour. I am your host, Christopher Albert. We are coming to you courtesy of Radio Free Brooklyn, the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City artists and broadcasters 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, uh, I have a little introduction for you. I have a special guest with us. Originally from Austin, Texas, my special guest today has an extraordinary talent for educating others on how to properly condition themselves in order to reach their own fitness and running goals. As founder and host of the television program Conversation Pace, that's you, she has created a platform in which trainers, coaches, and other running and racing professionals can share their unique philosophies and expertise with athletes of all types, please help me welcome personal trainer, running coach, triathlon coach, biomechanics specialist, entrepreneur, executive producer, and host of Conversation Pace, Miss Nicole Rodriguez. Hello, Nicole. Hello. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> I love that. Now, we are going to be with you in a second, Nicole. Um... But right now, it is time for It is time for really real stupid fake news where um I get news for you. <laughs> they are real. Um But sometimes we play with the facts. <laughs> so here's really real stupid fake news. An overdue library book was returned after 84 years. That's right. An 11-year-old girl from Louisiana, apparently this was 84 years ago, she checked out a poetry anthology in 1934, and she never returned it. What? Now, she's 11 years old. I'm assuming, you know, that's her responsibility, yeah? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So, but now the book was eventually found by her son during a spring cleaning nine decades later. Oh my God. Yes. Which says a lot about his character. Because if I ever found something that my mother never returned, I'm selling it. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, in other news, this is from Minnesota. Minnesota, don't you know? <laughs> A 
squirrel out of all animals was revived <laughs> by a driving passenger who administered CPR. The driver's name, uh, Chris, stopped by, stopped his car to treat the squirrel after worrying he had hit it with his car. So, um, you know, he stopped to administer CPR on the on the thing. The the squirrel survived. How thoughtful. How thoughtful. Now, Chris, obviously not only a good Samaritan, um, but he now most likely has rabies. <laughs> now, an employee sorting through donations at a Goodwill store in Texas. Hey. Hey, it's your hometown. My hometown. Now be careful. I know you're you're filming us. Is it, are we on live? We're just recording, just for backup. Make sure you don't put it in front of the Bye. microphone, because now you're blocking your your pathway of your voice, your My lovely voice. voice. Got it. So where were we? An employee sorting through donations at a Goodwill store in Texas found a live boa constrictor snake in a bin. What? What? This Goodwill store in Texas now stocks on its shelves a pair of snakeskin shoes, a snakeskin purse, <laughs> and a snakeskin belt. <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't know there were boa constrictors in Texas. I didn't know that. That's not like a, <clears throat> an original habitat. Is it? Well, it's, it's like that yeah. rare bird that was just found in Central Park oh, here in yes. New York, right? My idea, my assumption would be, especially if it was in a bin, a donation bin, it was somebody's pet. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And they probably lost it. And No, they were probably, you know what people do for goodwill. They give things. That they don't want anymore. That they don't want anymore. Including their dangerous <laughs> pets. Exactly. That's what happened. That's what is exactly yeah. what happened. Now, a Louisiana woman, woman, played her late husband's birthday in Powerball. Nice. And she won $100,000. Oh, nice. It was the first time she ever played Powerball. And she won $100,000. She is now making plans on where and how to spend that cash. Let's just hope <laughs> she does it soon because based on the looks of her photos online, she isn't much longer for this world. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> Buy a car or something. What would you do with $100,000? Well, of course, I would pay all of my debt. Debt, yeah. That's the first thing. Is it credit card bills or school payment? School every, yeah, and yeah. credit cards. Tuition and yes. credit cards. That's it. A lot of what's on the credit card was probably for school, too. Yes. That's when I got the credit card. For both you and your daughter, school. I yes. imagine. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> You're good. We're great. <laughs> <laughs> Last piece of news. Really, really stupid fake news. You ready? Okay. A mischievous dog nearly burnt down his owner's home in Detroit. Uh, the dog lovers had a home security camera which captured their dog turning on the oven, <laughs> causing a box of soft drinks in their kitchen to explode. 
Now, luckily, the gas stayed lit. So there was no leaking gas mm. because it was just the oven on, and thankfully there was, you know, fire to it. So there was no leaking gas, and nothing else caught on fire. Um, so for this Christmas, I am giving myself the gift of enrolling my own dog in cooking classes. Yay! Nice. So that, my friends, <laughs> concludes our really, really stupid fake news. That's us. <laughs> All right. And now, on to you, my dear. Yes, thank you. Nicole Rodriguez. On to me. Um, yesterday was the marathon. Yes. Well, thank you so very much for joining us. You had a big, as a running coach. It's like New Year's Eve. It's like Christmas, New Year's Eve, like every holiday. I, I guess I could, we could one. also call you a connoisseur of all things running <laughs> and racing. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with your love for running, right? Because you were once, at least for yourself, overweight. Yes. Um, you had some health problems. Mm-hmm. You had to battle with high blood pressure at one point in your life. Yes. Uh, tell us how that motivated you to finding a new way of living a healthier lifestyle well that didn't motivate me oh it it was a picture of myself oh that i saw well i was on a family vacation and my mother took a picture of me in the pool and i was in a bikini and i saw all those hideous rolls i had all these love tires around my waist love tires and i was like um who is that that's not nicole yeah and that's what motivated me and that's when i realized that i had all these health issues yeah like sometimes your body and this is good and bad your body will adapt to bad health and good health it's resilient so you won't even know that you're ill until until you're ill until yeah because your body will adapt and it'll try to you know keep you strong and that's just what the human body does so but your body could not know. handle the junk anymore it couldn't handle no, my eyes couldn't handle the junk <laughs> anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's which what, i guess is a good motivator right you didn't like so you stopped liking what you were seeing in pictures mm-hmm and then but how did you find running i mean you could have taken up boxing you could have taken up well i was doing all that yeah i was doing all that i was going i had a i've had a gym membership for 50 years (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not even 50 but um it was waiting for you yes we've been waiting for you and i was there and i would go i would go twice a day sometimes but um I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. Oh. I was even on the treadmill and I just wasn't getting the results until I went outside. Now running on outside and on a treadmill, completely different things. You if you want to move forward, the ground is not gonna, you know, the ground outside is not gonna help you. You actually have to do the work. Yeah. And so there's more work when you run outside as opposed to a treadmill. Which is, he- which is actually right. helping you. You're in the actual terrain. Yes. All sorts of different terrain. Mm-hmm. The sur- weather. The, yeah. And, and battling the elements. Yeah, and your senses. 
are heightened, heightened. because you're outside. And is there, is it, it does make a difference. It does make yeah. a difference. And so when I was doing that, I couldn't even run a mile yeah. when I first started. And I would run, stop, walk, run, stop, right. walk. Yeah. And and this is what you do as well, okay, so eventually you got up to how many miles do you run now? Um, I could run ten miles a day. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> with my clients. So yeah. within a mile you, you, when you first began running, you had to stop in between a, just a mile alone. Yes. So what made you then decide, oh my God, I can do this as a career because now you have clients that you help. Let's, I want to read. You recently did a interview with The Undefeated, the online magazine owned by ESPN. Yes. Um, and they wrote a little piece about you and we'll talk about the whole article in general mm-hmm. in a minute nicole rodriguez they blasted your age by the way <laughs> yeah she asked me she's like how old are you <coughs> I, I was like okay girl are you gonna put a picture next to that age my, that's, why, that's why i tell my age because of how i look so right but anyway, okay so yeah. nicole rodriguez 148 years old <laughs> i made that up is a private running coach based in New York. That's you. Now, it says you primarily work with talented black runners who do not yet have sponsorships or contracts. And most of them, they don't have non-running day jobs and they just run when they can. So, um, assuming you saw the benefits in running, you're like, oh, I can help other people do this. Yes. Tell us about that. Well... They came to me. Oh. People came to me. You look it, great. It was it was um How'd you do that? People came to me. Yeah. Um well I worked as a paralegal and I had a part-time job at Paragon Sports. That's Okay. A, that's um a running store. So you were a, you were a trainer. You were I just wanted to be close to running. Got it. And they I went there to shop and they had this open house. And I said, "What are all these people doing here?" And the manager walked up to me and said, you know shoes? You want a job? I was like, I oh. love running shoes. Yes. And I started telling the manager about shoes that they didn't have already. Because I'm, I'm already researching See, people and do loving. not people do not realize that whatever path you are on, and, and you know you just keep going, mm-hmm. because no matter what you do in life, you're always preparing yourself for the next stage. Without even realizing it. I didn't even know. Yeah. It just just happened. So your wealth of knowledge in running shoes. In running shoes. Before I even started running. I mean, working at a running shoe store. Yeah. Oh. I already had. (laughs) Okay, so you're there. You got hired. Mm Mm-hmm. And then people coming in. They started a run group. Okay. And I was a part. I was a pacer for the run group. And, you know, people, customers coming in. And I knew there was more to it than just sales. Like people would come to me with questions and our job as salespeople is to sell them shoes. Oh, you have this issue? Buy these shoes. Yeah. But I knew that there was more. I just didn't, I, I just wasn't confident enough to give advice. So I said, you know what? I want to do more research and I want to actually help these people. So is this when, instead of just selling them a pair. So is this when you looked into becoming certified? Yes. Right. This is when I said, okay, let me 
and they also asked me to coach them. I'm like, I'm not, you know, I felt I wasn't qualified. I, I know how my body works right. and what, I, what worked for me, but... Because you want to be careful, right? Uh, it's not yes. like you're walking and, and, around with yeah. insurance to cover. <laughs> yeah, but but not even that. It, and I still have that attitude today when I work with people. Right. And I'm very selective <clears throat> about the people. I just don't take anybody on. I make sure I interview them. They interview me. Right. And then I say, okay, I can help you with that goal. If they have another goal that I know that I can't help them with, I won't. You refer them, them to someone yeah, else. Yeah, I will. I will gladly refer them to someone else because my reputation is on. Yes. So, but <laughs> now you went. You you got certified. I got certified in in um, personal training. First, first a personal trainer. Right. That okay. was the first thing because I wanted to understand the body, understand the body and the anatomy and and all that comes with helping people build a condition their body. That's one. Um, the second thing is running coach. I came, I went to Hawaii, uh, yes. went to that class. And, where else? Um, where else? Where I mean, else there was just go? no other place. Of course. Of just course Hawaii. Not. You gotta go to Hawaii. Hello to your credit cards. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, it was, all these classes Great investment. cost money. Yes. yes. You know, as soon as I, I spent a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah. And, but I made that back in, you know, a month. So it. it's not, it's when I tell people, if you want to be a coach, yes, it costs money to get educated, but it's well worth it. And you yes. will definitely benefit. But then there are also continuation courses. So it's like college. You, you find an area. You're in never running, done learning. You're never done. It's never over. It so, adapts. It evolves. Yes. Science. I found, I found new information. a niche within running okay. that I wanted to specialize in and that was the biomechanics of it so biomechanics functional movement the everyday healthy body because once you have that baseline then you can dress it up and put the icing on the cake yeah. and make it uh, you know you know a sports car or pretty you know yeah. decorate it with whatever but you gotta have that strong freaking base and i so love you, that i'm so passionate about i love just it that. so now mm -hmm. obviously you you've now how many years has it been by the way God. since you've been I don't a know. running coach a 10 years that's great a decade i think it's almost 10 years yeah oh my glasses but yeah and i'm i love it it doesn't make me rich but i love it well you're rich in a lot of other ways yeah. again again you know what? that's right again it will right now Everything we're we're all striving to do, mm -hmm. we're just being ready. Yeah, you have to be ready for that next opportunity. So, speaking up, mm -hmm. um, now, um, the undefeated magazine, mm -hmm. uh, ESPN. This is the rest of it. Um, but this is in your words, right? Mm -hmm. To be elite, because that uh, you know we have different types of runners you now you run with all levels all levels your clients are all, all levels do yes. you have an elite runner in your yes i do i as do your clients ronald joseph now what i did is <clears throat> because of the show the show is getting a lot of 
the show conversation conversation pace, pace <laughs> which which we will get into detail yes um stop rushing us nicole i know right but, <laughs> but all because of, of the show evolved from conversation pace the show that i do at m&n manhattan right. neighborhood network with you yeah and um but i wanted to take the excellence of running as opposed to the mediocrity that I see out there. There's a lot of mediocrity. There's a lot of participation. In anything. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, I'm tired of Everybody. There's a lot of, and the, the funny thing about this, the woman who interviewed me, Erin, from the ESPN article, she said, first of all, let me tell you something. We are not runner's world. And I said, thank you. Because I feel like runner's world is just, it's, it's just mediocrity and below. I'm sorry. I'm just putting that out there. She just, I she just, just shitted on. Is this a magazine? Is I this just, another magazine? Uh, yeah, this is, um, yeah. Runner's World Runner's is a popular, World. like number one running magazine. I stopped reading that is it the difference? Is it the difference ago. between me getting my news from Cosmopolitan or fashion from Cosmopolitan versus Vogue? Yes. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just, it's just pop it's pop. fluff. It's not yeah. Fluff. It's fluff. Yeah. Fluff. So for the everyday person, yeah, just browsing through. Yeah, I I am an educator. So and I also like to have fun. I feel like fitness makes me happy, and I want to, I want to show people that. But I also want to educate them, and I also want to get them out of this mediocrity. So if you want to be educated and and have fun doing it, so that's, even you if- tune into me, and so the the runners who are. At a competitive level, right. they started. The elites. Yeah, they started coming to me like, "Why don't you cover this? Or why don't you cover that?" I'm like, and then I started learning about them. Let me get a platform. Yeah, I started learning about them, and even the Olympians that I interviewed, they all have a problem getting sponsorship. So I said, "This, you know what? In long distance running, there's no African American elite runners. So, as through my travels and everything with the show." I'm starting to see all these people and where are you? Why don't yeah. we know about you? Yeah. And so I created a non-for-profit that is um, sponsoring, helping gain sponsorship. And it's a, also a development program right. for potential elite competitors. And that's how that's how I work with elite. Got it. Um, so, elite so, okay. So let's talk about this because yesterday, you, so you brought up some great points that we are going to be talking about. Uh, yesterday was the 2018 New York City Marathon, right? Yes. Now, more than 50,000 pe- runners participated, yes. and they ran 26.2 miles mm-hmm. through all five boroughs. Congratulations to you all. We have some great stories out there, um, including a young woman, um, a Queens native. Her name is Hannah Gavios, 25 years old. In 2016, she fractured her spine because she fell off a cliff in Thailand running and escaping from her rapist. Yeah. Um, and she finished yesterday at 8 p.m. It took her 11 hours, but she finished all 26 miles. So a lot of great stories came out of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's look at the winners, right? So, and you can, you are more in the world. So please stop me if I mispronounce someone. No, go ahead. Right? Uh, so Lalisa DeCisa. Yes. Of Ethiopia, he won the men's division in two hours, five minutes, 59 seconds. I say two hours, six minutes, whatever. (laughs) Mary Katene. Yes. From Kenya, won the women's race. 
um, right, in two hours, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. She's the third person to win that race four times. Yes. So um, I just got chills. Congratulations. <laughs> I love her so much. Congratulations. I think that, you know, we could throw in some throw in some applause there for the winners. <laughs> now in the wheelchair men's division, uh Daniel Romanchuk of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh the first United States man to win in the wheelchair division and the youngest winner, 20 years old. Nice. And in the women's wheelchair division, Manuela Shar from Switzerland mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to all the winners yes. in those four divisions. Now, okay, we talk, you know what? Let's talk about the race in general, mm-hmm. right? Because now many people participate. They spend hundreds of dollars to participate. Why? And these are non-elite runners, right? Obviously, people run for different reasons. Some like you were talking about sponsorships they're either sponsored or they're running to raise money right but now you ran a a marathon the boston marathon in 2014 everyone has a different why do i didn't want to run it (laughs) i'm gonna tell you this is my motive what motivates me is i didn't want to run it somebody put a gun to my head no you have to qualify right so i wanted to be Above, uh, again, let's attack this mediocrity idea. So now more, now people don't know to, this. I wanted to race. You wanted to race. <laughs> now m- more than 100,000 runners applied for this marathon and only 15% were accepted. Mm-hmm. So you have to qualify. What are, what are the qualifications? Well. A time? New York City Marathon? Yes. The New York City Marathon is run by the New York Road Runners. Okay. And I mean, it's a business. Let's. I want people to think of it as a business. Yeah. And so they have to make it um, exciting. And for them to have a lottery the, or the prize quali- money or qualification process <laughs> makes it exciting for people. Yeah. Or makes it competitive. It makes it competitive. And yeah. more people will want to do that. And that's the that's the whole catch. It's that's just the draw. You know, it's, it's it's hype. So um yeah. It's about money. But everybody has it's different goals. Well, let's talk about the people who are not in the business of it, but yeah, the, the they have their own people. goals. <laughs> right. Okay. So from what I saw, mm-hmm. and you could correct me if I get anything, the elites are separated. They run together and then everyone else runs right. together. Yeah. That's and it. is that purposeful? So you're not tripping an elite runner? Yes, hello. <laughs> you're not getting in their way? Get your slow ass <laughs> out of my way. Yeah. So I have why. a question because we have these divisions and you also have the wheelchair divisions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The prize money for the elite runners is like $100,000. Oh, yeah. Good money. But now the top will in the wheelchair division, they're elites. Know. I don't know. Yes, they, they are. get less money though. Yes, they do. Do well, we not consider wheelchair as I'm, valuable? I'm sorry, but I mean it's a running, <laughs> it's a running um, race. So do you not? <laughs> so if I 
were, was not able to use my legs, but I still have to condition and train my arms. Listen, I don't make the race. I yeah. don't make the rules, but that's just how it is. I think that they should have their, and they probably. I'm do assuming. Have their own I'm assuming races. it's less money, the prize money, because more people are putting, participating, and in putting into the prize money pot yes. as runners. Yes. Yes. We'll just say it like that. Yes. And um, when I was in Baltimore. And uh, with the National uh, Black Marathoners Association, I met an African-American wheelchair competitor who was looking for sponsorship. I was like, this is amazing. So even in that um, area, Mm -hmm. we still need to represent. We still need to represent. This is going to be a great conversation because when we look at the winners, even from yesterday, who are ultimately brown mm-hmm. yeah and and let's talk about that because i think maybe people look at that and say oh well brown people run all the time but now in the in the in the world of running there's a distinction between u.s born black runners and runners from other countries mm-hmm. such as kenya and ethiopia who are were the big winners yesterday right um, so it's not that there's so much a lack of diversity, but within our own country. And we want to, we're going to talk about that, but I'm going to put you on pause real quick. Okay. Well, not pause. You're going to join me on this venture here. <laughs> so every week I put together. <laughs> She's already laughing at me. I know it's something good. Horoscopes. Oh! love it so in our next segment here i have put together hor- do you do you read your horoscopes are you into like I, the zodiac i used to but then it became like silly a, d- addictive no oh. i love it i love it oh you love it yes you know the am magazine yes the free- yes I, I would get the metro and the am and just compare. <laughs> <laughs> just to run out now you are yes. like me a sagittarius yes which we'll be getting into. So I write, I wrote horoscopes, fitness edition. Oh, I love it. Yes. So this is for our guests who would enjoy it. So <laughs> we're it. starting with Capricorn. Okay. Because why not? Why not? We're going to do this in order of the year. Capricorn, believe it or not, uh, many people have no idea how to do a proper sit up or crunch. Ah. Yes. But you, Capricorns, have it all mastered. All anyone has to do is dangle a donut above you. <laughs> I love it. Aquarius, contralateral limb raises <laughs> is an exercise that is great for toning upper body areas. The only thing, it, upper body, it, part of the upper body it doesn't tone is an Aquarius's big fat mouth. Oh no. Aquarius, that's something you're going to have to tone down on your own. (laughs) Pisces. I think you probably know all of these. (laughs) Supine reverse crunches. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, supine. Supine reverse crunches. Mm -hmm. Target your entire core region. Mm -hmm. It's slightly advanced, so it's intermediate. So you may want to wait, Pisces. Until you're all done advancing through that pack of Oreos and tears before you begin it. Aries. 
Now, the push-up is a standard exercise, which can easily be modified by various hand positions and placements. Um, but I would also like to note about the push-up, particularly when it comes to Aries, there is nothing more fun than watching a know-it-all Aries use bent knees to do one. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do bent knees properly, so maybe that's why I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> but there's a proper way to do it, and you still get it done. Yes. Taurus. Front planks aren't as easy as they may seem, but they're great for your back and abs. The most exciting part of front planks is that while you are perfectly still and face down, no one has to see your Taurus face. Gemini, <laughs> the Cobra, a nice little yoga stretch to get yes. you ready for the grueling day ahead. Now, if only there was a yoga exercise to get the rest of us ready for the grueling company of a I'm Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> <coughs> I love it. Do you have any Gemini friends? I do. Yeah. I love Gemini women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shout out to our Gemini friend, Linda. <laughs> yes, she's amazing. <laughs> I love her so much. I love her. Now, Geminis can sometimes be a little much. Yeah. I, I always I always find they will walk around in circles just so that the conversation can lead back to themselves. Ooh. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Now, again, I, I like to write horoscopes, silly horoscopes, because, listen, we can't really box people. Everyone's different. Yes. Everyone's individual. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, this is for all cancers. <laughs> Squat jumps gets your heart rate working while also working on your total body movement. It's too bad cancers don't have hearts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Leo. She wasn't ready for that one. I'm not ready for that. We're almost done. Leo, forward lunges develop lower body strength and endurance. So get going, Leo. <laughs> Use those legs and get going. As a matter of fact, why are you still here, Leo? <laughs> Go, get going. <sighs> get the hell out of our lives. <laughs> Virgo. Glute bridges are a great yoga exercise of slow and controlled movements because if anyone knows how to use their nasty glutes it's a Virgo Libra hip rotations is a really good hip exercise but what Libra really needs an exercise in is dependability loyalty friendship truthfulness <laughs> But Libra, let's just start with the hip rotations, okay? We'll just start there. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the nasty glutes. <laughs> <laughs> we all know our Virgo friends are far from Virgos, Ooh. virgins. Scorpio. Single leg stands are great. Especially for Scorpios. 
who are more prone to being on their slutty backs. <laughs> Do some leg stands. They are some slutty yeah. people, Scorpios. Peoples. Peoples. I've slept with a few Scorpios. <laughs> what great fun. Sagittarius, that's us. Yay! Now, a common mistake people make when doing side lying hip abductions. Okay. Is that they raise their legs too high in this exercise. Okay. It doesn't have to go too high. You don't have to go so high. We don't want to see all that. Yeah, you don't want to get injured. Another common mistake expecting a Sagittarius. To follow directions well. Yeah, <laughs> so true. And that, our friends, that concludes our horoscopes. Yay. Yay, our fitness horoscopes. I hope you like that. I want you to do that on my show. <laughs> <laughs> we will write some for you. <gasps> Those were our fitness horoscopes. Love it. We are now joined again. Again. <laughs> Continuing to join us is the very fit, the very lovely fitness coach, running coach, host of her own show, Conversation Pace. Yes. Um, Nicole Rodriguez. Woo. <laughs> That's you. So, Nicole. She loves it. She just loves all the sound, sound I effects. I love it. Yeah, I do. So now we were talking about the difference between, uh, because this is what the article focused about, right? The difference between African-born runners who dominate distance running versus the lack of black African-American runners. Now, um, according to our friend, Anthony Reed, who you interviewed recently. Yes, Anthony Reed. Co-founder of the National Black Marathoners Association. Um, now, in total, now over half a million people run in marathons in the United States. Now, out of them, according to Anthony Reid, only one in 62,500 are U.S.-born African-Americans. Yes. What do you suppose... Why do you suppose there's a disparity to begin with? Of runners interested? Is there not a lot of interest? I don't know. Yeah, I think the African American community, when it comes to sports, they focus on football. Yeah, the football, basketball, basketball. Us Latinos, we have baseball. <laughs> yeah, you got baseball there, and and I think that's the reason. But it's changing slowly yeah. but surely. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of what the article focuses on too is about recruiting young runners at a younger age yeah start them in high school mm -hmm. start them you know or get them interested in college right right because it, it it's it's in swimming as well right because when we talk about triathlons not just the marathons triathlons there's not many african-american right. athletes mm -hmm. but we do have Sika henry that's right we have Sika henry we have Sika we have okay so um, Sika Henry. Obviously, there's Tony Reed. There's Tess Marshall. Yes. Soberhin. I always want to. I don't know how to Sober pronounce. Soberhin. Soberhin Marshall. Mm -hmm. Ida Keeling. Ida Keeling. Um. 
And then even recently, right, we had Jay-Z and Beyonce dress up for Halloween as Florence Griffith Joyner, um, Flojo, the fastest woman still of all time. Yes. Comparatively. And Tommy Smith, Olympic gold medalist. Yes. So it's not an African-American. Yes. And you know, everything they do is, you know, they do things for a purpose. They were sending a message. And oh, I, I love at that it. time. Yes. Oh, yes. It yes. was all about black empowerment. Yeah. And that's what Jay-Z and Beyonce are all about. Right. Without saying a word, you know. But, they let's, let's, but, but even still, I mean, how exciting was that just last week mm-hmm. around the time? And it's focused on this conversation. Mm-hmm. Of black runners, yeah. African American runners. Yes, yes. We, we should be very proud. So have. now, I know you work with with running groups. Talk to us about the work of Black Girls Run, Harlem Run, Black Men Run. Well, those um, <coughs> those groups are focused on social, uh, you know, socially socializing and networking. And they want to, I think the whole purpose of these groups is to get people, black Americans, moving mm-hmm. to promote health and wellness. <clears throat> That's their ultimate goal. So, because I want to say, okay, you have all these competitive, elite African runners. Mm-hmm. We all share the same ancestors Mm -hmm. obviously we're proud of them Mm -hmm. but i guess the conversation here is that we don't see them until the marathons yeah because they're training they're training right (laughs) but in the everyday running in the everyday running circles and there's lots of races during the year and i guess this is what we don't understand about this conversation is that there's not many peers no there's not many african-american peers no so shawana white Mm-hmm. She's she's an up and coming. Um, right, that was also part of the uh, the yeah. article. Yeah, yeah, she's coming. Yeah, and I spoke to her, and when I was in Atlanta for the race, you know, we were all in the hotel. Yeah, in my <clears throat> suite. Thank you, Tess, for the beautiful suite. Um, I was with them, and we. I talked to Shawan. I said, "What would you do if you had sponsorship?" She was like, "I would be a full time runner." They have to run all day. Yeah. It's run and rest, run and rest, run and rest. That's the lifestyle of a professional. And now, to runner. obviously, to but be a professional a runner, right? And, and, and she can't. Even you need to continue to condition. You need to continue yeah, to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of sponsorships would would be ideal? Well, any sponsorship that will give them the opportunity to. Um, live their life, pay their bills, shelter, food, travel. Um, Atlanta Life is good with that. They are sponsoring athletes, yes. Atlanta Life Insurance. I'm still waiting for their call. Call me Atlanta Life. We already spoke, so it's great. But um, that that's what they need. Nike is a big sponsorship. Yes. That's like the, a dream sponsor. So now do these... So now Tess, mm-hmm. is she sponsored? No. So Tess... She's not a, she's just, she's a she's race, a race director. director. Yes. She's founder of Running Nerds. Yes. Um, so, but then she's a good place to go to a resource for other people. Does she help people find sponsorships? No. Or she just helps people find races? Yeah, she puts on How races. How to participate. Yes. She, she, she offers these opportunities. Yes. To continue. 
Yes. Now, Tony Reed, he's the person if you want to go to for the business. Tony uh, Reed. Red. Yeah, runner of over 200 races, he's including 129 marathons. He ran in all 50 states <laughs> yes. and all seven continents. Yes. I call him the godfather of black running. The godfather <laughs> of black running. He's the godfather. Sika Henry, yes. triathlete, two yes. times marathon winner. Is she mm-hmm. sponsored? She is not sponsored. And okay. she does want sponsorship. And that's what my whole organization is, is about. Helping development is one recruiting yeah. and sponsorship that's what my um new organization and I'll, i will let that out of the bag soon it's coming yes but i, I don't do. want to i don't want to give the details just too yet. much it's still in the works yes. i love that so now let's talk about conversation pace okay yay yay my happy this is happy. this is the platform in which you've interviewed all these great runners mm-hmm. and running professionals because um, obviously when we talk about Tess she's part of the world of running yes um, and Atlanta. providing opportunities in Atlanta yes um, the race right the race um, you also we we mentioned this you recently interviewed Ida Keeling yes 103 years old Yes. Track and field athlete. Mm-hmm. How exciting is it to you to, first of all, tell us about Conversation Pace. Why did you start it? I started it because initially it was a place where I wanted to, I wanted to be able to reach a larger audience. Yeah. Now I'm very, I don't, there's only one of me. So people yes, come to me with so tips, tips and they want information. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't train everybody. I would love to, but I know that the quality if i had a bunch of people there was there would be no way that i could actually give my clients the quality a, a time and attention that they deserve so, so collectively I said, mm-hmm. you know what let me let me put this on a platform it's going to be it's not it's going to be a little watered down because when you work one on one i get when i work one on one i get to address people's personal issues Right. But when you do stuff generally, it's not the same. But I'm like, okay, let me try and let me bring what I give to my clients to the masses. <clears throat> and so we, m- with my clients, we always have fun. We work, but I try to make that work as fun as you possible. have to enjoy the yes. process. It's called motivation as a as a whatever. If if I can make them laugh and if I can make them look forward to coming to the session right. and training. Then um, and then and also help them reach their goal. Oh my God, my clients never leave. They yeah. never go. It's like I mean, we think- even if I want to make space, I'm like, okay, I get I get you to your goal. Then that's it. They're like, no, Nicole. After this race, I want to continue working, and yeah. so I don't have space. I'm like, okay, because so it's now- not easy. I mean, we talk about all the pain that has been endured, not just by African. American ancestors mm-hmm. and just even still today. Yes. I mean, you name it. You you you're getting the cops called on for just being black. Yes. And it's so rampant. It's so right. weird. Mm-hmm. Disgusting, gross. Mm-hmm. And we think about pain emotionally, right? But then when we think about the physical pain of running. Yes. And not many black athletes maybe realize 
the pain that also comes with basketball and football and especially football, right? Yes. Oh my God. Contact sport. So I'm assuming then the physical pain of running is just more apparent mm-hmm. and could probably one, it's, that's probably the big detractor then. Yes. You know, the, the physical body pain of training for being a competitive runner. Yeah. And your job is to get through all of that. Yes. And make it fun. Mm-hmm. We have to enjoy this process. Yes. Yeah. And so, but now you Yeah. So now, but you've curated a show. I'm trying to translate that. And I'm still experienced. I'm still experimenting <clears> with <throat> translating what I do with my everyday clients for the you know, for the screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to, I've been trying to do this for three years now. What um, is one, what is one of your most favorite interviews or shows so far? I think when I, well, I go on location too. Yeah. Um, the, my most exciting, I'm a big Lolo Jones fan. So when I interviewed Lolo Jones and she just killed that interview, it was, you know, I didn't have to, draw anything out because her personality is big I think she should have her own TV show um, I, I wanted to cry I was so excited Yeah, I love her and she was so open and it was a great interview you can check my YouTube page for that yes. interview yes. but we yeah will. that was my favorite like moment like am I really doing this like well, oh my god this is great and it's well deserved I mean you're the one who's taking who has taken the time out obviously there's a big hole yes in in represent not in just representation but of awareness and in the media mm-hmm. right because yes. that's where it begins and that's part of again we go back to that article you just participated in yes. there's not a lot of media coverage yes in terms of local african-american achievements yes. other than unless it's on the olympics unless it's on yeah Exactly. The marathon. Exactly. And that's what you're doing. You're helping to. Right. Another thing is, is I want people to realize that our heroes, to me, these Olympians are heroes. Don't wait until the Olympics comes on to tune into them. These people are working. They need your support 20, yeah, every day. Yeah, they need your support. They need, you know. So I like to bring out their personalities. <laughs> and I was just talking to last night. I was at Aisha Mirza's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And I was with some a beautiful um, African-American athletes there. And we were talking about how they need support. And they want people to think. They like my interviews because I, I make them people as opposed to just um, an athlete or a machine. Like most coverage, they get these, they, they get sitting these white, down, I'm telling you, sitting these white down people with, interviews, yeah. they don't know how to interview these athletes. Well, and so well, that's what I was getting last night. They were like, they just come at us. I'm like, yeah. I know, I see it. I'm watching it. When I go to the races and they just attack you and it's, it's just so... You're, you're you're seen as a novelty. Yes. yes, and then they look at me like, "Who are you?" Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. like I'm strange. I'm like I'm and a then, person. And then when the interview, they watch my interview, and they yes. do. They they get back and they watch me interview these people, and they see how much fun we have. I and I, they think I'm crazy. Yeah, but I'd yes. imagine I'd imagine those you, interviews go oh a lot like, "Oh, let 
once the interview is done yeah 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 and then once that's done oh my god i love your hair let me touch it <laughs> i do that that's exactly what well you're allowed to you are allowed to i'm talking yeah. about everyone else <laughs> yeah okay so very fascinating we, we are almost done that oh, hour went yeah. by so fast this is fun well thank you so much for everything you do obviously for the running community and for educating us I feel like I know so much just because and and just being around you, you've gotten, you know, you've opened this new interest for me to just oh, research wow, and read good. on. And, and I just love it. And obviously anyone interested in what you do can find you on YouTube conversation at Conversation Pace. Yes. Is it Conversation Pace TV? Conversation Pace. Conversation. Just look up Conversation Pace. Yes. Now you have a show, Conversation Pace, um, on Manhattan Neighborhood Network. Yes. Uh, when does that air? It's supposed to air Wednesdays <laughs> at 10 a.m. So Wednesdays. It's a morning show. Wednesdays, so. 10 a.m. But you know how they are. They like, they show it whenever they yeah. want. <laughs> so Spectrum. Yeah, but I like to put interviews. Bios. Yeah, I like to put interviews on Facebook. Got so it. So you'll see a lot of. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yes. Conversation piece. Our next interview on Facebook is going to be with Derek Murphy. That's right. And you were there at this show. So, I mean, I do focus on, I try to focus mostly Derek on, Murphy, on Murphy, black by the way. runners. Yeah. But I, I don't discriminate right. against white people. White people can come on my show. I have a, a lot of white friends. Yes. That's very interesting. <laughs> I know a white I know a She white knows person. white people. <laughs> She knows white runners. I mean, they're the other 62,500 <laughs> per every one African-American professional runner. Derek Murphy is. Oh, Derek Murphy is a marathon investigator. Yes. Of marathon investigation. Great interview. Great panel, right? You had the other day. So now that we are going to the end of our program, I wanted to do a little, a little trivia. A little silly trivia with you, if you don't mind. I love it. Yes. I love trivia. Okay, so uh, first question for you. Um, this is not multiple choice. You can make up any answer. I don't expect you to know them. So let's just see what answers you come up with. Yeah. Okay. First question. Washington police officers get a half hour class in how to do what? I guess it's part of their training. Yes. Well, they are known for bullying they oh. have to they have to be professional at that <coughs> and make it look to us make it look like they are in charge so yeah bullying bullying yes well you'd be happy to know you got that wrong <laughs> washington police officers get a half hour class in sitting down and how to sit down you're kidding me in california you can't legally buy a mousetrap without having what? A license to kill? A hunting license. Are you kidding me? Is Isn't that, that real? Well, okay, so this is from TriviaCountry.com. <laughs> I did not make up these. So if it's not real, don't, oh. don't blame me. Okay. In Texas. Hey, Texas. Hey. It's illegal to swear in front of now, I don't know if this is still the case, but maybe it was once illegal to swear in front of what? Your pet. <laughs> uh, 
I like that. No, it's illegal to swear in front of a corpse. <laughs> so stupid. The dead. dead can hear you. They're watching. Yes. Respect the dead. Respect the dead. Please. Okay, I'm going to try to say this. Copra stastophobia. Cop- copra. Copra stastophobia is the fear of what? Copra stastophobia? Yes. Copra? Copra. Copra. Um, you probably know where the name, where part of that name is from. Copra? Cops. <laughs> <laughs> the fear of cops. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> it's actually the fear of constipation. <laughs> I have that too. <laughs> <laughs> what type of sportsmen are most likely to get diseased anuses or rectums? I would have to say, ooh, football players. Oh, well, that's wrong. They're always patting each other on the ass, you know? It's like pat, pat, pat. You well, patting, where, well, as, you don't know where they're As a gay person, I think patting <laughs> on the butt, whether you're gay or not, at least to a man, okay. is a healthy thing. <laughs> But no water skiers, which would make sense because depending on the water you're skiing over, I almost there's said a lot of microbe yeah. microbes in there. I could I could see that unfortunately. Okay, in South Dakota, it's illegal to fall down and sleep where. It's illegal to sleep here. When I think about South Dakota, I think about like the mountains. I don't know, in a cave? <laughs> Close. In a cheese factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's illegal. This can't be true. This cannot be true. I'm just going to say it's thought to be illegal in Georgia to do what with a fork? Pick your teeth. <laughs> I like that. You can hurt yourself. You could really hurt yourself. No, well, it's illegal to eat fried chicken with a fork. <laughs> of course, you're supposed to use your hands to. You know, that's annoying when I see people taking a fork and a knife yeah. to cut a piece of fried chicken. Yeah, you should be arrested for so that. So stupid. Real, last question. Let's do this. It's illegal in Texas to put what on your neighbor's cow? Hot sauce. <laughs> Graffiti. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Junket Jam Hour. I'm your host, Christopher Albert. For everything I do, you can log on to junketjam.com. Um, you are listening to us on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, to find out everything about Radio Free Brooklyn, you can log on to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Um, and you could also uh, listen to us on the go, uh, in your car, just download, wherever you are, download the apps, um, which you can find for your iPhone and Android. And for everything, uh, Conversation Pace and Nicole Rodriguez. Hey. What? Instagram, Facebook, yes. YouTube. Yes. At that. Conversation Pace. A Conversation Pace. Thank you, guys.